Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. Do you guys love the beginning of a new year? See, this is what happens. I, I, this is the thing I hadn't thought about. Like, I can actually look at you and ask a question. And then you can not ignore me because I can see your face. And I can see all of you. I'm excited for 2024. Maybe as excited about life as I've been in a very long time. It's not that I haven't been excited about life. I just think 2024 is one of those years where like we've learned a bunch of stuff in 2023. We've come through some hard things. Some of you have come through incredible, incredibly difficult things. Some of you have lost parents and babies and you've lost relationships. You've been through the fire in 2023. And I just believe that 2024 is one of these years where we're going to look back on it in 2025 and say, wow, look what God did. What an amazing 12 months we had. Some of it was really hard. Just like every single, have you skated through a year unblemished ever? Like not me. Like if I look back on every single year of my life, except when maybe I was when I was a kid, but as an adult, I look back on every single year of my life there ain't nothing easy about life, you guys. Things will come your way where you again get to decide. I again get to decide, what am I going to do now? Am I going to live the way of Jesus? Am I going to let him infiltrate every aspect of my life? Or am I going back to the same old, same old? Am I going back to what I'm comfortable with, what's safe? into my cocoon. A lot of us introverts this morning want to get into our cocoon as we sit here like this. You're brave, Don. I know. You're sitting right up front here. Don't let me calling you out also keep you from sitting up here. You know, I'm just trying to get you acclimated. This is the way it is when we see each other this close. We're starting a new series this morning called Find Your People, Love Your Neighbor. Find your people, love your neighbor. Now, one of the things that we've always said about Restore is that we want to be a place where you find your people. We want to be a place where we are known to love and know our neighbors. But you know as well as I do, sometimes we just give it lip service. We just say the right things at the right times because it seems like the right thing to do. But when we actually put this into action... Lives change. Your life changes. My life changes. Our neighbor's life changes. The world changes when we actually step into it and actually do the thing that we say we're about. Jesus' followers are just, um, like, we're pretty good at saying what we think is the right thing to say and not putting any action behind it. The next three weeks... We're going to find your people, and we're going to figure out how to love our neighbor. See, God created us to know each other. But what does that look like? 
You and I, man, we spend so much time online. Like we know each other online. Like I know some of you only online. I know your name because I'm a friend of yours on Facebook or something. But I don't know what's going on in your life. I just kind of know you. The truth is that, well, I mean, especially after 2020, like during the pandemic, like we isolated, literally, we were asked to isolate. And some of us have never recovered from that isolation. You know, like mental illness derived from that isolation. Sometimes for some of us, if we're susceptible to that, look, it's, it's been a hard slog trying to move out of that. And so how do we, in this era, how do we connect with each other? How do we find our friends? How do we find people? Well, one of the ways is to take a step, to step out of what is the norm for us, to, like I said earlier, like this feels a little vulnerable, to be vulnerable. To be courageous and to find the energy to engage. So, where are you stuck this morning? Like, where are you stuck as you begin this new year? Where do you feel like, well, I just can't take that step? It's too much. You all know someplace in your life right now that you're stuck. You've been stuck there for years. Some of us have never had victory in certain areas of our lives. We've been stuck. Like our feet are stuck to the floor and we can't take a step out of that space. So how willing are you to risk vulnerability, to leave what is and to, to experience all that could be? There's a story in the gospel of Mark that I want to draw your attention to. It's found in Mark chapter 10. And it'll be on the screen unless uh, if you don't have your Bible, uh, you can use your Bible app, whatever you want to do. Uh, those of you that are new to Restore, let me just tell you that uh, we use our phones, we use our technology, and so uh, we're never looking at you cross-eyed if you want to use your phone uh, at any point during the service. Uh, we just assume you're not on Facebook or social media and that you're actually reading the Bible. So there you go. All right, Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. Then they reached Jericho. So Jesus and his disciples, they're out walking around again. That's where we find them most of the time. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, so they, they reached Jericho, and now they're on their way out again, apparently. A large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bart... What do you call that? What do you say about that? Bartimaeus. Nope. Bartimus. Whatever it is, what you need to know is that we don't really for sure know his name. Because he, bar in Aramaic, which is Jesus' language, that means son of. So bar means basically he's the son of Timaeus, right? So Timaeus is his father. So we don't really know, but we call him Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, who was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, 
tell him to come here. I have read this story countless numbers of times. This time when I read it, I thought, huh, he is someone's son. Just like you are someone's son or you are someone's daughter. Here is a blind man sitting beside the road. We don't know his age. We don't know anything about him except that while he was courageous and he was blind, he had a voice, he could talk. But here he is sitting beside the road. He's someone's son. We don't know why he's blind. We don't know if he grew up that way, if he was born blind at birth. We don't know if he had a, a, a disease of the eye. We don't know why he was blind. We just know that he's beside the road and he's begging. He's begging. His problem, his issue is front and center. He doesn't, he doesn't hide it. He can't hide it. He's blind. He's begging. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's easier for us when, or better for us, when our issues are hidden, like our problems are out of sight. We present well. But shoot, if you get in underneath there, we got stuff. But most of us can just hide it. Most of us can put up a, a nice look. We can dress right, smell right, look right, and go on with our day. Never resolving those problems and issues that are underneath the surface, hidden away so nobody can ever see them. We put our guard up, walls up, build on those walls, make them higher, make them thicker. Here's Bartimaeus standing, sitting beside the road, shaking his can. I just imagine like he's like, Alms for the poor, something, you know? You got some money? His problem is he's blind. He's sitting beside the road. His problem is front and center for everyone to see. I wonder if you walked in here this morning thinking, oh, Lord, I can't wait to sit and face the stage. And you walked in here and you're like, now what? My imperfections are showing up. Like everything. I mean, I don't know about this hair back here. Somebody's going to like. What if I cry? Or what if I, what if I want to raise my hands in worship? Huh? Everybody sees me now. They saw you before. They were just behind you. Unless you were in the back row. Maybe you just need to breathe a bit. Take a deep breath. See, it's okay. We are human beings with human problems, with human issues. And it's time we just looked at each other and said, it's all right. It's all right. We're not going to leave each other there. We can't stay stagnant. We don't want to just sit in place and you know, twiddle our thumbs. We have to make progress. We got to move forward. We got to take a step forward. You know, a sermon is entitled, Take a Step, but ye, we're not endorsing taking a step backwards. We're actually saying, take a step forward. Take a step forward in the new year. Take a step forward and see what God might do in your life. 
Bartimaeus gives us a roadmap toward um, who God calls us to be. See, all of these years sitting beside the road, there was not a lick of freedom that he experienced from his blindness and all his years of begging. Nothing, nothing was helping. He was still blind. He was still begging. Got him all tied up right beside the road. Had to have help moving around because he couldn't see. Sometimes you and I, we think we're all alone. Nobody understands our circumstances. Nobody would ever relate to us on our issues. Like how embarrassing is this to be this old and still not have accomplished what we thought we would accomplish by now? Because I'm afraid. I'm scared. I don't want to take the risk. What if I fail? What I know is there's a whole room full of people that will cheer you on if you take the risk. That will say, come on, I'm with you. Let's go. Just don't stay where you are. Because when you stay where you are, God, God's talents are wasted inside of you. The gifts and talents and all the good he's put inside of you. If you're just sitting there and you're not doing anything with them, whoo, that's a risk you don't want to take. Because if you're not doing anything with them, if you're not doing what God has called you to do, your life will just be what it's always been. Do you want what you've always had? Henry Ford once said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Henry Ford built cars and all, I mean, he's genius. That was one of his best things he said. We've got to move out of the ordinary because we are called to the extraordinary. We're not called to the ordinary mundaneness of life. We're called to more. I wonder if you believe that this morning. Do you? Do you believe that this morning? We've got more inside of us. We've got to do more. Not to be exhausted, but we don't get so exhausted when we're doing exactly what God's called us to do. Isn't that true? Nobody understands what I'm going through. Let me tell you, sometimes we get stuck in a victim mindset where we just say, woe is me. We need to move out of that. That's not where God has called us to stay or be. It's where we go sometimes because we're human. I go there. We all find ourselves in those moments, but that's not a place where we are called to stay. Mark chapter 10, verse 47, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout. If you want to get out of the cycle you're in and get out of it forever, shout to Jesus. You know, he hears you. We have to say, we well, just got to whisper. Sometimes you got to shout. You got to shout the name of Jesus because the enemy speaks really loudly and they, the enemy shouts in our ears. The enemy is against us. And that's something we don't always understand is that we have the, 
We have the power of Jesus. If you're following Jesus, you have the power of Jesus within you to shout down the enemy. And the easiest way to shout down the enemy is to shout the name of Jesus. That's what Bartimaeus did in that moment. He's like, no more of this. I hear that Jesus is coming along here. And he begins to shout. His life was never the same. If you're tired of being stuck beside the road, it's time to shout the name of Jesus. Now, you have gifts, talents. You have all kinds of abilities that God has placed within you. You have purpose for your life. I wonder how you're stewarding those gifts, talents, purposes, your abilities. How are you stewarding them? I wonder if you'll take a step forward today, not tomorrow, today is the day to step forward into your calling because you're here to make a difference. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, I'm too young, I'm too old. I'm telling you this morning, like I am convinced that we are here in this generation so that we would bring the kingdom of God to earth. That's what we're called to do. If we don't do anything else, we take on the the presence or the the. Uh, In this case, like we take on the gifting of Jesus, like the presence of Jesus. And when we call his name, he comes and he inhabits us. And then we move in the power of that Holy Spirit inhabitation inside of us. Mark chapter 10, verse 47, the words that he says, uh, Bartimaeus says is, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is not... He's not asking for like uh, self-help. He's asking for Jesus' help. And that's where we get it wrong sometimes. Well, let me just pull my bootstraps up and let me walk into this new thing. I got it. Like I am strong and you are, but you're not as strong as you think you are when unless you have the name of Jesus attached to everything that you do. When you say with God's help, I'm going to move. I'm going to do this thing because I know that God is in me and he is helping me to make this next step. Mark chapter 10, verse 48. Shut your mouth, people said. Be quiet. You know that, that if you take a step, if you, if you actually take the risk, you're going to have so many people go, what are you doing? Shut your mouth about that. Be quiet. What do you think you you think you actually can do that? You actually think you can make a difference in the lives of the people that you're connected with? What? Be quiet. You're just that and that and that. Don't you remember what you did? Don't you remember how you grew up? Don't you remember where you come from? Don't you know that you have no power? Don't you know? That when you take a step forward, you should always expect opposition. You always will. Someone's going to remind you of your place. Maybe you feel like no one respects you and what you're trying to do. Like you may hear this voice tempting uh, you just to stay where you are. It's safe. Just stay safe. But I know you. I know many of you, and I know that your heart right now is saying, yeah, but I know there's more. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than what I have been living into. And I want that. I want more, which means you got to take a step forward. 
But he only shouted louder. They told him to be quiet. He just kept shouting. He said, no, 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 no. David or Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. He just kept shouting. And he shouted enough that Jesus heard him. And when he did, he stopped and he said, hey, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man up. And oh, all of a sudden, the crowd changed their tune. You know, that happens. The crowd changes their tune. When they see you moving into something that is actually working. Oh, yeah, I knew you could do that. Good for you. Man, I've been with you the whole time. Shut up. So they said, tell him to come here. Jesus said, tell him to come here. And the crowd's like, all right, Bartimaeus, he called, he called your name. Come on, he's calling you. What does Bartimaeus do? He throws off his coat. He throws off his coat and he jumps up and he came to Jesus. Now, um, again, I've read this scripture many, many times. And uh, yeah, he threw his coat off. Big deal. Well, it is a big deal if you really look at it. See, in that ancient world, that first century uh, uh, AD, you could not just uh, set up shop beside the road to start begging if you didn't have a license. You had to have a license. And so the way they issued a license was not something you keep in your wallet. It was, it was uh, something uh, like a cloak or a coat of a certain color that you would wear, and that would give you the license to actually beg. Now think about this. This is b- blind beggar who says, whoo, Jesus calling me, I'm out of here, throws his coat off. That means he just lost his income. He just, he's taken a huge risk to say, I don't, I guess I'm not going to eat if this doesn't, if Jesus isn't who he says he is, I guess I'm not going to eat. I have lost my way of, of finding income because now I can't beg anymore because I, I shed my coat. What you got to shed this morning? What's got to come off of your shoulders this morning? What's, gotta, what's the risk you'll take that will say, if I step into here, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a free fall, but I believe that Jesus is going to catch me. He's going to make things right. And this was, this was the, the distinctive factor about Bartimaeus was that he decided. He decided, Jesus is here. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to jump in. I, I, I'm going to shed this coat. I got to have something different and I've got to take the risk. See, I think it's time we uh, throw off the old and get on with the new. Every one of us. Like, I know it's just traditional, like, oh, it's a new year. I'm not trying to pump you up for a new year. I'm trying to pump you up for your life. Because this is the time. If we don't step into these moments, like, we don't always have what we've got in front of us. We don't always have each other. We don't always know each other. Some of you don't know each other this morning. We've got to know each other. We've got to connect with each other. We've got to find ways to encourage each other. So what is it that you need to do to step forward into who God has called you to be? And who God has called you to be, we talk about that all the time around here. Sometimes we don't get very descriptive of what does it mean to have a calling of God in our lives? And I also don't know how long I've been preaching. Oh, boy. Okay, so what does that mean? How to have a calling on your life? Well, first thing you got to do is just acknowledge that Jesus is who he says he is. And then follow him. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Figure out what it means to follow the way of Jesus. Well, Bartimaeus gets up in front of Jesus, and Jesus asks him some crazy question. Verse 51, he says, what do you want me to do for you? 
I'm blind. Jesus asks you the same question. What do you, what, what do you want him to do for you? You think, well, it's so obvious what I want him to do for me. Look at all this stuff in my life. Here's where you got to pull your bootstraps up and say, I don't even know what that means. It means just like you can do it, right? Um, it's an old saying. I'm old. So, but pick yourself up and you know what you need to say. What do you want Jesus to do for you? That's his question to you this morning. Bartimaeus was like, well, I'd like to see. <laughs> I'm blind. Jesus looks at him and says, your faith has healed you. Go. And the scripture says, Bartimaeus uh, could see instantly. It wasn't one of these, well, I'm going to pray about it for the next five minutes. It was like, bam, he could see. Instantly, healing came. We're not a church that just gathers like this because we have nothing better to do. We don't just come in here on the weekend and say, yep, check mark, I've done my due diligence and I am good for the rest of the week. Being the church is the church all week long. This isn't just something we do to gather for a little bit, but it is to become the church in the community, gathering together individually, coming together now and experiencing life together so that we can be the church out in the community all during the week. That's what Jesus is calling us to. And that's what Jesus was, I believe that's what Bartimaeus did, man, from that day forward. I can't imagine the kind of witness he was for the power of God in him. Um, some of us have just been uh, like thinking about what we're feeling. We know there's more. We've been stuck by the side of the road, just like Bartimaeus was, but we know there's more. Now, when Bartimaeus responded, he went to where Jesus was. He talked to him. He engaged with him. He ended up face-to-face -face with Jesus, and he took a huge risk in that moment because he could have stayed in blindness and been secure in his position. You and I can stay blind and be secure in our position, or we can step into what might bring life and sight and freedom into our lives like we've never experienced before. You and I, the local church, we're the visible personification of Christ here on earth. We need to step into it. We need to lead the way. But we can do this only when we connect with the body of Christ. Because when you connect with the body of Christ, you'll, you'll find what you're looking for. Colossians 1.18 says that Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. We are the body of Christ. And so we don't come in here just consuming, but we are also just, we are also the church. Not just consuming the church experience, but we actually live it out. Uh, some of us have said, I want more of you, Jesus. Give me more of you. Like, Bartimaeus, he wanted more of Jesus. And in that moment, he just stepped out and he went after it. Some of us have been saying that same thing. I want more of, uh, more of you, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I've got more for you, but it flows through my body. It flows through the people. It flows through the people. Of course, the Holy Spirit empowers you. Of course, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But when I pray for something, sometimes God answers and sometimes you answer. Sometimes you are the people that speak life into me because God has spoken to you. The Holy Spirit has empowered you. The Holy Spirit has spoken to you to say, tell this person this. Sometimes you don't even know you're doing it. Sometimes I don't even know I'm doing it. 
Sometimes I don't know. Like, I don't know what you pray about. But I know that God knows, and sometimes he informs me about what you've been praying. Not, I, I don't know what you've been praying, but he informs me to say certain things. That's how good a God we serve. A God that is concerned about every aspect of our lives. So let's leave the sidelines. Let's get connected. Get on a serve team. Join a dinner party. The Gospel of John study is starting again. If you have never been part of that study, you can jump in now. You're, we're part of the way through, but you can jump in now. You can start the Gospel of John study with us. It's amazing and uh, so good. We're going to start uh, the, the, um, a study in the book of Revelations later on this year. Uh, Financial Peace University is starting up uh, next month. Like We have so much to engage with, and we've never been a church that is a busy church. And we don't intend to ever be that because, but these moments, these things, the few things that we offer are important because they help you engage with each other, with Jesus. And then you go and you actually uh, live your life out in the community in very powerful ways. So uh, I just want to say God has placed so much inside of every one of us, so much to discover. So let's not keep begging by the side of the road. When we keep doing that, we stop engaging and we, we don't put ourselves out there. And actually, it keeps us stuck in misery and despair. And I don't know about you, but I don't have time for misery and despair. All right, why don't you stand with me? Bartimaeus was told to keep quiet until Jesus called him up and then it was his time. I want to encourage you this morning to reject the negative, the voice that puts you down. Blind eyes open to the possibilities in front of you. Look, look, look. Open your eyes. See the possibilities in front of you. Take a step forward and be who God has called you to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful that you alone are worthy of our praise. You alone are able to do all that we, uh, more than we can ask and imagine. And so this morning, uh, Father, as we continue now in our service, as we close our time together, uh, God, would you just continue to bring your peace, your grace, your mercy, and help us to be courageous as we take our next steps forward into the calling you've placed on our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.